0: Hi, my name is Jeremy Adams, writer on Green Lantern, the animated series, and you're listening to Across the Airwaves. Da, 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 da,
1: Meanwhile, at the DC Nation, we are
0: tonight's entertainment. Here over the world, please listen you. A sharp, mm, red just of spray. None of the Robins ever complained. You're going to melt just like a green really sandwich. And show you just how powerful I really am. I Always it. hold out small, because I know we escape my sight, but those who worship you, might be where my power green lantern is right. But let the universe howl in despair, for I have returned. We have no more use for this one. Kill him. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Across the Airways, DC Nation podcast, the only place so far the internet. To find podcast reviews, get our names are numbered on them, for Green Lantern, the animated series, Young Justice, and all of the other imaginative content DC Comics provides for its fans, and we hope continues to provide, including comic books, Brian Kimberlar's Small Olds, 11, God Movies. I'm, of course, Dan Schmidt, your host. God, with me is the most infamous member, cover across the airwaves core, who loves baking cookies, our very own. Michael J. Petty. Okay, Michael, do you want to tell us the titles of the episodes, comic books, and shorts we are covering today? Absolutely,
1: Dan. On this week's DC Nation podcast, we will be covering the penultimate episodes of Green Lantern, the Animated series, and Young Justice, entitled Ranks and Summit. We will yes. then be covering the DC Nation shorts, Plastic Man and BoomTube, Tube." And Amethyst Level 7, Welcome Home, followed by a Smallville Season 11, Issue 37 review on Effigy
0: Part 4, the finale to the Effigy story. Which hopefully you got to all read, because Comicology is on the fritz right now, because Marvel Comics are free.
1: You know, that's, that's Marvel Universe and Marvel Comics, you know, getting in DC Nation and DC Comics' face right there. Yes, they've come after us. It's Jeff Loeb and Paul Dini, but with, you know, a bizarro twist.
0: Yes. Unfortunately. They've taken revenge on us. I don't know why. They're up with their plant babies. They wrote some of the best Batman and Superman stories ever. I don't know why they had to leave. (laughs) And now they write bathroom jokes for Spider-Man.
1: And Hulk, (laughs) Agents of Smash. Why does Hulk need a team? He's a one-man army. Hello. Hello, Megan. He started with the Avengers. That's different. In this series, it's like every Hulk together on one team. So it's like Hulk, A Bomb, Red Hulk, Red She Hulk, She
0: Hulk, and Scar. That's too many Hulks to handle. Exactly.
1: How are you going dif- to
0: differentiate between all of them? I don't know. There's a whole
1: lot of Hulks going on. I don't know, but all I know is Jeff Lowe signed off on it. I'm like, okay. All and right. his Hulk series I actually enjoyed, so I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. Hello, multiple hulks. Yeah. And by the way, I do have to correct you. I do love baking cookies, but I think I love eating your mom's cookies more because they are delicious.
0: Yes. They are good cookies. Come they on, how Miss Martian
1: Martian's cookies are. I don't know. I think we need to have a Miss Martian cosplayer bake us cookies so that we can see how well Martian cookies are.
0: That works. Yeah. Good possibility. Michael commends people who paint themselves green, by the way. Yeah, I do.
1: By the way, did you hear about um, Scott Snyder's upcoming Batman arc?
0: What, does someone paint themselves green?
1: No, it's uh, Zero Year. And it's the the official New 52 chronology, chronology, or whatever you want to say, call it, about how Bruce became
0: Batman in his first years as Batman. Thank you for explaining issue zero. Because way to leave that open-ended, Scott Snyder. Well, right? That's I was why. like, That's the family's going to wrap it up, right? Then yeah. it didn't. So now he will. Good. He just kind of falsely uh-huh. said it was going to take place in January. Wouldn't really. It's March now, but okay. Well, I mean, it
1: starts in issue 21, and at the end of issue 0, it does say to be continued in 2013. Okay. So it doesn't say when in 2013. I thought it's in well, January
0: 2013. I guess we Sorry there, Scott. Don't kill me.
1: Yeah.
0: In horrific ways that you've come up with in your comics.
1: Either way, it'll be really interesting to see because it sounds like he's going to take a lot from Year One, Batman the Animated Series, and most likely the Dark Knight franchise. So I'm I'm looking forward to see how he can... And and I think
0: uh, another layer is going to be thrown on the Joker conflict.
1: Yeah. And apparently Riddler's going to show up and possibly some Robins. I mean, it's going to be really interesting.
0: Yeah, they want to go old school Batman there, the old four main rogue scoundrel villains together, throwing some cool. Catwoman, throwing some um, Joker, throwing some hey. Penguin. Yeah, actually,
1: Wu and I, we and I were talking on the phone today about classic Batman villains, and we decided that those four are the absolute must-have Batman villains in live action because they were in the '60s show, then they are in the Burton films. And then you know, two of them were in the Dark Knight franchise. Yeah. So they really are the definitive.
0: Well, Frank um, Gorshin won an Emmy for his performance as the Riddler. Which is incredible, really. Because I mean, that show. uh... That show
1: (laughs) definitely influenced the Silver Age, and vice versa. But. Yeah. You know, every Batman after that has taken some aspect of that show into account. But it might <laughs> be better than Teen Titans Go. Oops. Uh, well, it looks like we may be covering 60s Batman
0: in place of Teen Titans Go. week. Really. Uh oh. along
1: Man, I'm with going B-Ret too
0: far. Double Batman. Maybe, maybe I should say that frustration for Saturday.
1: Yeah, maybe you should. On our DC Nation live show. This Saturday, which by the time of release will most likely be tomorrow for you listeners.
0: Yes. Hopefully. we got to get this out by Friday. Yes, we're trying. That's the mission. Anyhow. So, anyhow, we're going to talk like Green Lantern's still on the air that we're enjoying it now. by talking about the Green Lantern the animated series episode ranks.
1: In an attempt to stop Aya... Hal, Kidawag, and Razor attempt to recover the anti-monitor's decapitated head
0: and take control of its body. This week's DC Nation programming block seemed to share a common theme of the cavalry coming in to kick some superhero butt. Got The Green Lantern episode ranks began this tread by the creators of this show continuing to raise the bar Got the action. Got the Guardians sending every Green Lantern who has appeared on this series to fend off the Manhunters, Invasion of an abandoned planet that could control itself technologically. Now, Michael, do you think having an army of Green Lanterns take on an invading force of Manhunters was the next logical step could raising the bar on the action, which seems to get increasingly more impressive every week to the level of the series finale?
1: Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I thought they were possibly going to bring in the Alpha Lanterns, which, for those of you who don't know, are basically... Um Manhunters with... Green Lanterns turn into Manhunters with power batteries inside them yet are programmed to do good things and not bad most of the time. So I thought that was where they were going to go with this. I think it's too
0: much explanation at this
1: point. I I, I have to do that. I I think that's the one problem. That's the one problem. But for me, in terms of the series, that would have been the next logical step. But I'm glad they took this step instead in the long run because we did get to see some good Green Lanterns again before the finale. And we'll probably, hopefully, see them next week as well. But I, I want next week to be more, if we're going to see them, it'll be more cameo and less, you know, be a big part of the episode like this week. So I'm glad they did it this week.
0: Well, getting some insight from the highlight of my week last week, guys in Jeremy um, Adams, I bet they would have went with that. With the Alpha Lanterns if they had another season. Yeah, right. I could have seen them wanting to play with that.
1: Well, Matt, they could have even combined that plot line
0: with War of the Green Lanterns. Easily. But, but I think it would have made things... It's kind of a frightening concept, though. <laughs> what they do to the Lanterns to make them Alpha Lanterns. So, I don't know. That might be a little too much for the kiddies.
1: Well, you could. what you could do is just say, in like brief explanation that they put the Green Lantern's, like, consciousness into robot bodies like Aya.
0: There you go.
1: And Which, you can see like that. an
0: interesting connection. I mean, but i, can that, say they, I mean, trying you can, this as a result of what happened with Aya, too.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you can explain how the Manhunters massacred a whole sector on a kid's show, if you can explain that, I think you could explain this.
0: Yeah. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. But again, I was happy. I thought the army of Green Lanterns was a great way for us to get to see those small-time characters that we've enjoyed watching throughout the course of the series. You know, Chase Alon, the Disco Ball Lantern, Chip, yep. Tomar Re, and the Green Lantern that looked like a centipede. And most importantly, Guy Gardner. One oh. last time before the series ended.
1: I didn't need to see Guy again. But I'm glad we got mentioned of John Stewart existing in this universe that was nice yes was about that I wish we would have rather see him be on our guard but
0: you know I don't say that we're that we're not gonna see him yet there's still a possibility
1: yeah I mean we easily could get like a cameo or something or have him come help fight that would be awesome I would be totally down for that I'd be pumped but i I you know I really feel bad. For Kyle Rayner and Simon Baz, but more for Kyle Rayner, because he really is the one Green Lantern that always gets the shaft. He's always the underrated Green Lantern, the replacement Green Lantern, who just
0: got replaced himself at one point. I I don't feel he ever gets justice himself as a character. Well, the problem is his comic books didn't have the great supporting cast that we're used to. Right. You know, the core and the
1: popularity because of Grant Morrison got Heaven Forbid's JLA run, which was fantastic, by the way. And, of course, later in later years, he became really
0: popular. And yeah, then and when, that's all when, they had at the time. But then when Jeff Johns did what he pulled off, it was like, go oh, forget Kyle now.
1: Yeah, and I, I just feel bad for that guy because yeah. he'll never get a mention on this show. He's always going to be underrated now. I don't know. I mean, he's a White Lantern now in the comics, and that's awesome. But not many people read the New Guardians book, unfortunately. Yeah. So he doesn't get as much popularity as maybe he should. And obviously, I mean, I feel bad for Simon Baz because he kind of came into the Green Lantern mythos at an opportune time. Yeah. Where the show was getting off the air, and where you know the Green Lantern movie didn't do as well as it hoped to. So he won't get a mention either, but I'm
0: glad we at least got Well, he's so new. I I will feel him out where he is in a couple of years from now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's different, obviously. But, I mean, Kyle's been around for about 20 years. Simon's been around for, I don't know, like 20 weeks.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It took Kyle a while to grow on people. Yeah. So I, I could see it happening I, again. And it's,
1: I, I just feel bad for those two characters because they're the only green, human Greenlanders at this point who haven't gotten a mention yet and won't, unfortunately. And I could have seen either of them work easily on the series.
0: Well, I know you don't like Guy, and Andy was telling me how he doesn't like Guy earlier today. But I like Dietrich Spader playing him. Yes. I think he's funny. He did Batman on Brave of the Bold and stuff. <laughs> I thought he's done a great job as the character. Even though a lot of people love or hate him. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: I thought he had some good lines. Uh, with like, you know, continuing that joke about Hal wearing a mask.
1: And chasselon
0: Yeah, chasselon Just the camaraderie he had with chasselon That was fun. That Jasselon. was fun. Kind of like, hey, buddy. He's like, oh, he's my buddy. I loved him and this centipede guy just being so star starstruck by Guy. Yes. And really, that could have been any character there. That could have been stars, you know, Starstruck by, you know, Hal or Guy or even Chad Stewart. But that yeah. was fun. I love the mask thing and, you know, Chasselon and the Sun P guy were like, oh God, we wear masks, we look like idiots now. Yes. That was great. So that was fun. And I also liked uh, how they, they dropped off that line where he goes, where Guy tells, uh, Cal, then he's like, all right, uh, I've been replaced on Earth by Jon Stewart. God, Hal's like the fake news guy.
1: Yeah, every time I type Jon Stewart into Google, that's what I get. And I have to make sure I type in Green
0: Lantern Jon Stewart because I'm like, who is this guy? I don't know who this is. He hosts a show called The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Okay. And they must have had that same problem with the search engine that you did that they had to mention it. I guess they did. I don't know. And this was kind of funny. This made me laugh because oh. I right. on news with Nico this week. Uh Nico reported a news story about uh John Stewart taking a break from the Daily Show to direct a movie. And so somebody on IGN kind of saw this information. Okay commented on it and they're like, Cole, oh, this is just a cover for Jon Stewart, the host of The Daily Show, going on OA for Green Lantern basic training from Kilowog. Yes. So I thought that was funny. I thought it was ironic that they brought him up on Green Lantern when the day before I was recording with Nico and he was reporting a news story out of.
1: That is awesome.
0: So see, must... our podcasts are in sync here at KTA. Yes,
1: they are.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think that covers Guy pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with this mentioning of John Stewart, Michael, I've got to ask, do you think we'll see him next week?
1: Yeah, I think we very well could. But unfortunately, I, I'm
0: not completely convinced. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Yeah, because I have another possibility in mind about that stuff. Would you like to share? Well, I, I want to get to it at the end. Oh, okay. Because it fits, it fits more into the end. I need to explain how I think it's going to work.
1: And I, and, I mean, because this is a Bruce Timm show, I could easily see him appearing. Yeah. Just in the finale, you know, set up for him coming back in later seasons. But, obviously, we're not going to see those later seasons. And, obviously, you know, there may be rights issues or maybe they had to
0: cut scenes because, you know, for whatever reason. So, I mean, we don't know. Well, the other thing is, um, you know, I wanted to ask this to you is, you know, this reference of, to John – uh, did you like that they brought it up? Or did it kind of just add the fuel to the frustration that Green Lantern is getting canceled? And it's, you know, this is going to prevent new characters from properly getting explored or seen on screen?
1: I, I, I was more excited than Sam. Okay. That may just be me. That may just be me, but I mean, that that's how I felt about it because Jon Stewart really. In all honesty, along with Kyle Rayner, are the Green Lanterns I grew up with. They were the ones in the comics at the time, or in animation, as I was growing up. So, I mean, obviously I'm more of a Hal Jordan fan, reading more into the Green Lantern mythos, but they're the ones I grew up with. So, they're the ones I feel the most connection to. Okay.
0: Which is why I was kind of mad about Kyle. I maybe should have mentioned that earlier, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that makes logical sense.
1: And Guy, obviously, I've never really had a place for because back when, you know, I was growing up, he was either wearing Sinester's ring or was on different alien planets and no one cared about him, so.
0: Exactly. There you go. Yes, there you go. Well, real quick, Mike, I'll just piggyback you got that question. Um, do you see this as a possibility? I know World's Finest, the website, likes to do this, making connections between the different DC animated universe shows especially the ones that involve people that have kind of worked with Bruce Timm, um, do you see Jon Stewart being set a Green Lantern on Earth as a way of connecting this show to the other Bruce Timm shows? Explaining why Hal was away during Justice League Unlimited?
1: You know, that would make a lot of sense. Um, I know there was supposed to be a reference to Batman at one point in an episode because Jeremy talked about that last yeah. week. And Batman's Batcave, obviously, but I, um, I don't know. I mean, that really, quite honestly, that would depend on two things. One, if that's where Bruce Tim wanted to go, and I don't know if it necessarily was. And two, John Stewart's character design in terms of costume and most likely voice actor.
0: And the other factor is, because it jumping from two D to CG animation.
1: That is a factor as well. I don't think that's as an important factor because technically the animation is still Bruce Timm's uh, drawn stuff. Yeah. Just in 3D instead of 2D.
0: But I think that change is probably what would make him go with a restart. Probably. Okay. So, I mean, it could. And
1: obviously there is a multiverse out there, like in every universe. Yeah. But... But I'm not completely convinced. I think this is its own story for a reason.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying because right or wrong was a thought that rumbled through my brain. I just wanted to mention it real quick because it's kind of fun to talk about and think about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But don't get angry with us for saying that. If you think it's different, that's your opinion. Great.
1: Everyone has, <laughs> is entitled to their own opinion at all times. None is right or wrong unless it's proven right or wrong by someone who can <laughs> Like, burst
0: him. And moving, this, forward, well, moving forward, it seems that Razor is a Jedi, as he used that cool, mind-calming technique to slip past the Manhunter invasion force. Got detected could tell one of the Manhunters began speaking in Aya's voice, which kind of gave me the willies. Yeah, it was, was really creepy, actually. Yeah, it's like a Manhunter and it's Aya, what?
1: A uh, woman's voice coming out of a big <laughs> robot man's body. That's that's like Rachel Ghul coming out of Talia's body.
0: Oh God! Don't talk about that. Batman Beyond. That's another frightening twist that Bruce Tim came up with. That's worse that than Batgirl. <laughs> that's, that's worse than, than Batgirl. Batgirl, you're right. That is. Especially <laughs> when he started talking in the voice actor's voice. My friend was taunting me the other
1: day saying, what would happen if Tali and Bruce were in bed? And she goes, that was really good, detective. Uh, and I'm like, stop it. Stop it.
0: That's horrible. That is horrible. Your friend has a horrible mind.
1: Yes, he does. You have no idea.
0: He sounds up there with Jeffrey Taylor. God crisis to crisis. If you listen to that podcast, the oh, podcast. He's up there. He's yes. He's up there. I kind of love his thought of the day on that podcast. <laughs> but, yes. and, and if you haven't seen, if you haven't listened to Crisis of Crisis, it's a podcast that covers uh, issues of Superman beginning at...
1: John Burns, Man of Steel.
0: Yes, beginning at that, right after the Crisis of Infinite Earths story arc, and it goes all the way to Jeff John's Infinite Crisis. Yes. And I don't know how far along they are on that now.
1: I think a few months ago they had just finished *Reign of the Superman*, so they are in the late or er, er, mid late nineties now.
0: Okay. Yeah, they may go beyond that. We'll see where they are.
1: And that's hosted by the Superman homepage, so you can check out that website for guests on that, and we'll reference them again later in the podcast, most likely. Because Michael works for them. Yes, kind of. Yes, I'm a freelancer. Nice. And they're coming to the Superman Celebration of Metropolis, and so am I. I'm going, and I'm excited. And,
0: Dan, you really need to go. because I think I'm not going to be able to go. No. Because that's where my parents scheduled our vacation. Of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah, I know.
1: But at least at least we can see Man of Steel at midnight, so I do take consolation in that. Yes, that is good. But I, I, I need those business cards for across the area so I can handle Yes, I'm working too.
0: on that. I'm going through Vistaprint. It's going to be really cool. I'll show when you come. Now, now I do need my name on this one. If I'm yes, yeah, so to... I'm making I'm making a DC Nation Pacific card. Oh,
1: I love it! Okay, awesome. Yes, I love it. Okay, say no more. Let's go. <laughs> so, however, uh, talk more about this
0: instead. Yeah, yes, we will. But this giving the Willy stuff. Moving on from that, with the whole sequence of Razor kind of doing the Jedi mind trick to get through the Manhunter invasions. I kind of question if it's too soon for Razor to be able to do these mind-calming techniques because I would think to effectively pull them off, he would have to complete, he would have to have complete peace of mind like St. Walker has. And I don't think Razor can achieve such tranquility until he overcomes or completes this conflict with Aya. So Michael, I've got to ask, am I being too nitpicky here? And I should just go with Razor doing this mind calling technique as a clever way to progress the story. Gore, I mean, what's your thoughts on this observation?
1: Well, okay, Th- this is how I thought about it. Okay. Because I think of it like this. I think Razor was a Sith. He was a Sith apprentice. Yes. And when he went to Odin after helping defeat the Sith, Sith and turning against them and or working with Red Lanterns, Yes, yes. Or Red Lantern. I'm I just, yes.
0: just, just go with me. He's rolling with the Star Wars. He
1: he went to Odom, because I know Jeremy will like this. He went to Odom <laughs> and, worked and trained under St. Walker, a Jedi Master, or I guess a Jedi Council Master. And in so doing that, he learned a lot of the ways of the Blue Lanterns, I guess, or the Jedi or whatever you want to go with now. And I think one of them obviously was these calming techniques, but here's how I look at it. I think Razor would be able to do it completely if he was able to solve that conflict with Aya. So, quite honestly, I had no problem with Razor being able to do this for a certain period of time. And then it blowing up in his face. But then it blew up in his face because he hadn't had that full peace of mind. He hadn't finished his training like St. Walker said in Blue Hope. And he hadn't overcome the conflict with Aya, as stated in the previous episode and in this episode. So I think if he were able to do those things, it would have been no problem. But because he hadn't completed all of that yet, and his trials are not yet through, I think that's why it didn't work. So I had no problem with it working up until a certain point. And, yeah, I guess that's my point.
0: Also, to put it more simply, the episode needed more action. Yes. So this was a way to do it. (laughs) And then there's that. Yes. Less less story approach, more, you know, let's just go with it. Yeah, roll with that. Just for those of you that were just like, "What the heck are we talking about?" Those now of you, you
1: can who follow it. Star Wars like Andy. Andy's watched it. I know. I was. I was. Okay, guess. <laughs> I was just making fun, but okay. Speaking, I have to go back in my corner now and read my Smallville and Arrow comics. You're good. You're good. Or, your Smallville and Arrow comics, actually. But...
0: S- oh, speaking of what this episode was out to accomplish. <laughs> I was totally surprised by the head of the Anti-Monitor being what was calling out to the planet Ranks for help. Cause it was here that we saw a whole new side of one of the most coldly powerful villains in the history of the DC Universe. Because the Anti-Monitor was willing to make a bargain with whoever would save him from, destruct- from destruction because he was that terrified of Dark Aya's master plan to go back in time.
1: Can
0: do, pre- do, 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 do. Have we, we ever really used that song on this On ATA, we did.
1: Okay, so I can use it here. Cool.
0: Because it was the episode where uh, Christopher Lloyd was on Fringe. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And anyway, so Dark Iron wants to go back in time can prevent the creation of the universe. It's back in time. And with the Anti-Monitor's power core that lets him travel through time, I'll be able to do such an evil thing? God really felt the worst for Razor, because seeing the woman he loves rip what was supposed to be the most fearsome being in the universe apart like a sheet of paper, but that he really had no choice but to deactivate her. So, Michael, did you feel sorry for Razor because this episode ended with him realizing that he needed to de- deactivate her? Cause were you surprised that the monitor was revealed because what was calling Hal for help?
1: I was more surprised that I had ripped him in half and killed him I like know. <laughs> Quite honestly, Sucks I, didn't, to be the anti-monitor. I didn't think ripping his head off was going to kill him because obviously she took control of his body and his head floated away. And I'm like, oh, that'll come back to bite them in the butt. But the fact that she ripped his head in half with his own body, I mean, that's just like if this were not. A robot. This were an organic being. This would be so wrong. But because it's a robot, no one cares. Yes. But um. But before I go into Razor, I I have a question. I don't know if this is a plot hole or not, and I don't want to call anyone out on this. But if the Anti Monitor had a a power core that would allow him to go back in time why didn't he just go back in time and do this all at creation so he wouldn't have to worry about feeding anymore?
0: Because he's not that smart. Okay. Or maybe he had a, he liked eating. I don't know. Well, because he acknowledged
1: the time travel. Yeah. So I was wondering, because, I mean, if okay, let's think about this in Terminator context. If Skynet had the ability to go back in time by itself at any given point in time, What's to stop it from going back to the exact birth of John Connor and killing him right there?
0: Like, I feel like it's the Anti-Monitor's almost ego. Like he thinks but he's it all-powerful. It's a robot.
1: It's an AI. Yeah. It's not like Aya. Aya's living. That's different. We learned that. I don't know. I don't know if that's a plot hole or not or what the deal with that is.
0: But or maybe I'm... there's something about the time warp core that we don't know about. That's true, too. And that's how they're going to resolve the plot line.
1: That's true, too. Or, I mean, it could also be that when Krona created the Anti Monitor in the first place, he did exactly what Scar did with Aya and took, you know, maybe elements from all the entities. Yeah. Them in the Anti Monitor. Because that would almost make sense.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I feel like this was part one of a two part episode. So well, they said wanna... it's part
1: three part finale. Okay. They said last week started it. According yeah, that to, works.
0: Uh, that makes sense. So if that is, I, I feel like I can pass verdict on it totally until we see the whole thing come together at the end. Okay. Because I feel like that was a plot hole because they need to explain the background on the anti-monitor here. And then they'll explain the time work core next week. Because you don't want to get too bogged down with time travel explanation because it'll confuse people.
1: Oh I know, I, I get that. i just I was just ho- hoping that I didn't stumble across a plot hole and that other people realize that. I don't I don't know. So I hope that I I'm pretty sure that was probably I, revealed
0: IGN that. And TV.com missed it. So that's a good sign.
1: That is that is a good sign. Well maybe I'm just different. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well I am different, but that's beside the point. No, um but going on to Razor, I it made it did make me sad. About the revelation, I mean Giancarlo from the deli they go to every week for DC Nation. He yep. posted a video of the fans' reactions, and they all flipped out. Like while it was going on, oh jeez. So I mean, I I was God, very I've got upset. to go to this deli. I know, right? Yeah. I was very upset. I um,
0: but at the same time, I, I need think... a direct message to Jeremy to ask him what's good at the deli. Go ahead. Right? Just a thought. Yeah.
1: I I need to um. Wow, I really lost my train of thought. Um, thank you. No. <laughs> it's okay. You have failed this podcast. You have failed this podcast. Um, wow, where was I going? I was going somewhere with that. You felt bad for Razor. I felt bad for Razor, but I think ultimately it's this is needed for his character and for him to become something more than a Red Lantern is to self selflessly – sacrifice maybe himself, possibly Aya, for the world, because that'll be a very interesting contrast. Uh,
0: well, to, to, to become—go ahead. I was
1: just saying from, like, the first episode where he blew up a planet. This time he'll be saving the universe.
0: Well, to become a Green Lantern, it's the ability to overcome great fear. Yeah. And I think his greatest fear is losing the woman he loves. Yeah. Again. Again. So if he's willing to do that, he can become a Green Lantern.
1: I, I think he'll get his happy ending, though. I still see, think that he'll be more of a Blue Lantern than a Green Lantern, but I think either one would work. Yeah. I Actually, I could almost see him being Indigo. Or White. Or White. But that, that that's Kyle
0: Rayner. That's a lot of explanations, though. And that's way down the road. There is no Kyle Rayner in the Green Lantern Avenue there- Series universe. There is a Kyle Rayner.
1: He just hasn't been mentioned yet. Oh, jeez. He exists. Just because we Carl Ferris or Hal's dad haven't been mentioned yet on the show doesn't mean they didn't exist.
0: Well, I think it was kind of implied about Hal's dad. Shh. Okay. No more. He exists. He's there. Well, then you're <laughs> going to like my theory when I think about the time travel stuff. Are you ready for yeah. that?
1: I'm ready for it.
0: Okay, well... Since it's going to involve time travel, I'm wondering if the series is going to end with us getting the opportunity to maybe see all of Earth's Green Lantern's connection from the past cousin Alan Scott who was also referenced in same Lantern. Yes, the present which will obviously be hell and the future as in Kyle Rayner or possibly Cairo, the Child Green Lantern from Batman "Beyond." Ooh. But if he shows up, that definitely connects it to the DC Animated Universe.
1: Unless he has a different character design. True. Because then it could just mean he exists in this universe too. Because technically, or a voice he actor, he exists in the um, post-Crisis universe too, just not as a Green Lantern. Okay. But I'm. Oh man. I like that theory a lot. I mean, I, Ellen Scott. Obviously, we heard reference to in Steam Lantern. I think we'll pro we'll probably see Gil the Steam Lantern again. Yes, I think that would be really awesome. I think we'll definitely see him again. I think we'll most definitely probably see Guy again. John, Kyle, Cairo, even Simon Baz. I would not mind showing up. I would be very happy about that.
0: This is big enough to explain why Jerry was like psycho last week. Well, I'm not telling. Exactly. I'm not going well, to tell. That was hilarious last week, by the way. Part
1: of me wanted him to tell, but most of me was like, no, don't tell me.
0: Keep saying that. I don't want to know. <laughs> I was just amused by him freaking out. Yeah. That's the he, most been animated one our guest hosts have got on the show. Yes. <laughs> yes, I like that. We drive our guest hosts to madness here on KTA. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. Clearly. Now Brian's terrified for his next interview.
1: But who knows? I mean, may, hopefully we can get Jeremy on again. If we can't get him on the live show, hopefully after. Because then we could, you know, do a
0: post, post. I sent a message to him today about maybe at least trying to send us a voicemail or something.
1: Well, I mean, he said if he can get out of the deli, he'll come and join. They should join us at the deli. That, well,
0: they should, but he said the Wi-Fi thing. Remember, crap. Who fans, knows? fans that are listening, that are going to the deli, figure it out. Yes. Figure it out, please. We would yes. appreciate it.
1: CrossSeries dot com slash DC Nation Live Show Event.
0: Is it? I thought it was an announcement.
1: Well, that's the title. Of the oh, is it DC Nation Live Show announcement? Yes. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. CrossSeries.com slash nation live show announcement. Right. Much better. And
0: going yes. back to Green Lantern, the final point of this, I think seeing Alan Scott seems pretty likely because of the reference against Steam Lantern, like we mentioned. Yeah. But if we don't see that happen, I'm wondering if Hal and his crew will travel back in time to team up with Evan Sewer. And maybe he makes a sacrifice to stop Dark Aya, that creates some time loop, where Hal ends up receiving his ring. Oh. Michael's brain has exploded. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dan, why? Why are you not writing for DC Comics? Gosh. <laughs>
0: Because people couldn't handle it.
1: <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be worse than Final Crisis. No,
0: no, that not, was that, a confusing that. mess. That's true. What I say makes sense. It just makes people's mind explode.
1: Yeah. Well, there is that.
0: Can I also with that? I'm like, okay, the time loop. How would I not explain the time loop? Can we need help with that?
1: You know that that. That Avon Seer thing makes absolute perfect sense. And I I am totally on board with that. And what would be God, even be a better? fitting
0: series finale.
1: Dan, what would be even better is if they had to go back in time and there was a ship that they had to go back in time with, and Avonsir takes that ship oh. and goes right into Dark Aya oh. and goes right back in time, and that's why he crashes with a ship.
0: That would be awesome. That would be nuts. Oh, man. Or maybe he didn't realize it was the interceptor. Because it was all wrecked. But the.
1: I was going to say that, but the interceptor was wrecked by Lamos. Well, where is the interceptor? Wrecked by Lamos?
0: We did see it, though. It exploded!
1: Unless they reconstitute it, which would be one thing, but. Well, we'll they didn't last this episode So I would assume they won't next That's true Unless they do, but I don't know That'd be cool That would be very cool
0: But please do this, don't leave us on a cliffhanger it, They might it was, I know Jeremy was like Dan, there's like no hope We also know
1: both shows are going to leave it on a cliffhanger We just gotta accept it
0: Gets a cliffhanger to say, screw you Cartoon Network Yeah No kidding well, we really love Cartoon Network on this podcast. Yeah. Well, Clearly. What happened to Ed and, Ed and Eddie? Cow and Chicken.
1: They all Dexter's died. Dexter's
0: Lab. They all died. Everything good on Cartoon Network dies. It just died. Toonami. Justice League. Justice League Unlimited. It's
1: all gone. Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Even totally spies to an extent. Yes. It's a shame. It is a shame.
0: It's a shame. It really is. So, was there any more theories or predictions you had, or did I pretty much blow your mind and we're done? No, we're done. Okay. (laughs) Can't take much more of this for tonight. No. So with that, we're going to move into a DC Nation short series that I think would make a great comedy animated show. That would be a better idea than T-Titans. Now, it's a brand new superhero short on DC Nation. Cause so that's Plastic Man and Boob Tube.
1: Plastic Man. Doo, doo. This one had aired before, though.
0: I know it had aired before, but it was so clever.
1: I know. I love it. It's and so since
0: good. it. You know, would it be designed in a way that felt like Plastic Man was talking to us through our TV screen? I had to watch it and mention it again. Because it's just that good. I agree. That's I mean that's all I got to say about it but check this out watch go watch the other plastic man shorts available on our YouTube channel playlist. Because yeah. they're just darn fun.
1: Because it's definitely worth it. It's worth your time.
0: And there's also available on YouTube a I think 10-minute pilot for an Aquaman um not Aquaman. Plastic Man TV series that was pitched to Cartoon Network. Was that that one that's on DVD? I think it might be on the DVD. Okay. I think it's a, it's a special feature called the DVD to the Plastic Man show that came out during the 70s or 80s. Okay. I I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a bonus short.
1: Is that on our YouTube channel too or no?
0: I'm not sure. You could get to it from watching the other videos though, very easily. Okay. So is there anything you want to say about it, or do you just want to move on to the next one?
1: I, I mean, I really liked it. Like you said, I think it's really clever. It was very well done, and it it really does show how funny Plastic Man can be. I think people forget that just because he was in the Justice League doesn't mean he can't be funny. Right. And, like, even in his JLA run with Grant Morrison, like, I know I've plugged this more than one time, but it really is that great of a run, and probably the best thing he's ever done. The yeah. only he's ever done besides all-star superman Plastic man is one of the best parts of that series Ex- that's what i'm saying so i mean his humor is just it's very unique to his character yeah and i i, I mean i just really enjoy it so the, i mean that's all i wanted to say about it but i i wish we got more of this guy instead of uh teen titans go even though i'm I've been seeing more hype about Teen Titans Go lately, and I've been seeing uh, the cast on different things, and I'm starting to get a little interested, I will say.
0: Has Plastic Man appeared in the New 52 yet, by the way?
1: Mm, not to
0: my knowledge. That would be fun. That's why they aren't giving him his own series. Knock on wood, just saying. I don't I don't right, think guys. he is
1: in New 52, actually.
0: I think they could try it. I think they should try it.
1: They should try it, but I don't think they have. Anyway.
0: I just don't know if they have the right writer for it right now.
1: Get Grant Morrison to do it. Have that be the one thing he does.
0: <laughs> well, he says he's going to retire. Remember?
1: Well, actually, that's probably better anyway.
0: Yeah. All right. Can't have Jeremy do it. He's a funny guy.
1: Yes, and he would love to write for comics. So there <laughs> you go. Have Jeremy do Plastic Man.
0: Jeremy's getting home. No, no, guys, don't do that to me. They can't handle it. Yes. Or not. Or he's like, yes, let's do it. All right. Well, moving on to the other short, we had Amethyst level seven, Welcome Home. And really this final short of the Amethyst series was about tying up loose ends because Amethyst returned the prince to the frog people, could change (laughs) Prince Topaz, who was a skeleton, back into a human, who was an appropriate person to hit on her instead of some creepy tree. Then Amethyst decided to go home in kind a of very Wizard of Oz-like fashion, but the fairy who she met in the first short lets her keep the crystal that she was given, making me feel like the door was left open for either more Amethyst shorts or maybe an Amethyst animated series like we've kind of thought about them doing the past couple of discussions we've had about these shorts.
1: Now, based off of that... If they did a series, could you see these first seven shorts being the pilot?
0: No. Okay. Because I think they're gonna, gonna want to set up her personal life while she's not in the world. Okay. So I'm then you travel back and forth.
1: You think it's just a backdoor pilot then? Yes. Okay. That makes more sense.
0: Also, I think you need to set up more of a rogues gallery of villains and a longer quest. Yeah, I'd, I agree with that. I mean, I think you need a multi-arc quest. Yeah. Like a lot of the anime shows do. Well,
1: I mean, that's that's the whole point of anime, basically, is it, they all are quest shows.
0: For the most part, yes.
1: Yeah, for the most part. There's so, some
0: that are comedy and some that are fighting and other stuff. But yeah, for the most part.
1: It's like Revolution, which isn't coming back until next week. <laughs> or the week after next week. It's been on off yeah. so long
0: kind of I, mad i think a lot of people are going to lose interest because of that but we'll see and that's
1: really sad saying, yes. it's getting really good but
0: you know it's really good continuum yeah watch that show folks are you caught up i'm at episode eight
1: okay we gotta start doing podcasts huh. on that
0: <laughs> maybe we well, should season start... two starts april 21st
1: yeah let's just start with season two <laughs> maybe
0: we'll do like a recap episode
1: yeah, we can do a recap and then season two. Yeah, that sounds good.
0: So, folks, if you haven't checked out Continuum, start watching it because Michael and I are going to start talking about
1: it. On Not the on. regular ATA show? I think so, yes. That'll be really fun.
0: If we have room between everything else that we've got going on there.
1: For seven minutes, I think we can do it. Plus, if we're dropping a bunch of stuff right, that we don't watch or no one watches. Right. Do you watch the following or no?
0: I do, but Andy is doing that with Nico.
1: I know, I know. Yeah. I was just asking you if you did, because last night's episode was kind of nuts.
0: I didn't see last night's episode yet.
1: Okay, I won't spoil it then, but it's kind of insane. Okay. And scary. Very scary.
0: Well, I think another thing that was pretty crazy and insane, at least for the first 10 minutes, was Young Justice Invasion this week. What did you say so? Uh, Yeah. With the episode Summit.
1: The light calls a summit to decide the final fate of Aqualad, the team, and the entire planet
0: Earth. If you are a fan of crazy superhero, supervillain brawls, and crazy jaw-dropping twists, then this was the episode for you. Because it was basically just one long, extended, half-an-hour scene that started out with Michael shaking in fear. Because some of the most frightening villains in the DC universe, including the creepy-voiced, Black Beetle and the dreaded Black Manta came together to discuss the alliance between the Reach and the Light, which had begun to fall apart. Now, Michael, with all these fearsome villains from the DC Universe coming together, am I right on the fact that it left you quite terrified?
1: I, I mean, they were all there. I, I just didn't know what to do. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just sitting there in silence thinking, what is going on? I could not be in that room. I feel claustrophobic, claustrophobic in this room. I don't know what's going on.
0: Run away. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. So, Michael watched this episode from underneath his bed.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Huh. You know, and covers more like it, you know, with my back on the bed so that, you know, nothing could detect my back.
0: You're holding like a lightsaber or some kind of Power Rangers weapon from your childhood. Uh, yeah, and I have a
1: Green Lantern ring on my finger and There you go. Just making sure everything's okay. My bat that's under my pillow.
0: Got it loaded, yeah. I've got the the cross, to fend off vampires too. Given none of them are vampires, but what the heck, yeah, right?
1: Cross on my wall in my rooms, so I mean There you I, go. I mean, like nothing can even enter the room, so I'm good.
0: Nice. Nice. Well I was personally amused by the reach and the light going at it in a brawl. You were personally abused? Abused. <laughs> the reach and light did not
1: abuse me. I literally, no. that's what you meant. I'm like, oh my gosh. What
0: is no. are <laughs> like, Dan, are you okay? <laughs> are you hurt? Do you need a hospital? No, I'm good. I don't need hospital. I <clears throat> was amused at them fighting each other. Could be them, each other boo-boos.
1: Yes, yes, that sounds a lot better,
0: thank you. <laughs> uh, especially when Black Beetle and Black Mana began duking it out. Like, yeah, go, take each other out, I don't care. That's great. But then my heart started racing with panic when Ra's al Ghul ripped off the talisman that was keeping Artemis disguised. Because the next thing I knew, Aqualad and Artemis were shot point-blank, bang, by Deathstroke. Got oh. left to die on the summit k4 oh oh, oh. <laughs> i really thought they were gone it was bad man
1: was really losing i'm like they did not just kill them before the finale i was freaking i believed it i believed it wholeheartedly i fell right into that trap
0: do not do this to me greg weisman yes i, I had uh, to stop i had to stop it was so shocking
1: By the way, there was an interview World's Finest did with Greg Wiseman the other day, and they posted it today, I believe. And Greg Wiseman released all the official uh, teleporter designations for everyone. Yeah. And some names he didn't mention because he called them spoiler requests. So I'm like, okay, fine. But he did mention three that I thought were really interesting. There were two more Marvels and Troya. Oh, my. Yeah. uh Oh. So can I smell later season arc or what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> of course, season three arc.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. Yeah. Bummer. So, yeah, it is a bummer. Like, really, Green Lantern, Young Justice, come on, DC, do them just do that. <laughs> yeah, do <their>
0: justice. <laughs> them <that> justice,
1: justice, <laughs> haha, <laughs> and give them a small little season eleven continuation like comic. Come on. You can do
0: on the air, you idiots.
1: Well, I mean, of (laughs) course, leave them on the air, but they're not going to do that now. So the next best thing is to give them those comics.
0: I've never seen so many a show get so many people saying these shows don't deserve to be canceled ever.
1: I don't know. Spectacular Spider-Man came pretty close in the day, actually.
0: I know you weren't a fan of it when it was. That's that's It's on this level. I I think this is worse.
1: I agree. Because this is two shows, and this is a, which means it's a whole block.
0: And poor Greg Wiseman, two shows. Just jeez. Yeah. both on their second season. Yeah, man, give him a season three. Somebody. Didn't he get a season three on Gargoyles at least? I think they messed it up though. Oh no! I think they changed the dynamic of the show on him. Disney wanted something else thought and it, it ruined it.
1: That sucks. Yeah. Man, that man cannot get a break.
0: No, I I hope he gets this like he gets this like last laugh video. Got Cartoon Network like Aqualad here. Cut here in the episode.
1: But yeah, but going back to the episode, I really thought they were dead, and I really thought Deathstroke just shot them right in the chest. I was like, what the heck is going on? scared to death.
0: Well, and then you know Aqualad started playing that video, cause like, okay, that's cool. He's got a last laugh, but I'm like, what about you know? But he's
1: dead. Yes. So I was like, oh, okay, good, good for him. That's great. But I mean, he's dead. What the heck? I
0: I mean, I was really angry because I was like, oh. he's one of those characters that's like awesome that has like the back door, or is willing to do whatever is necessary, like Batman. Yeah. I mean, you go back and listen to our past ATA episodes where we covered the Young Justice finale from the first season. And we just kept going on, oh my God, Aqualad's awesome. Aqualad He's the best character, da 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 da. Which is legit. That's true.
1: And then he became evil, and we were like, what the heck just happened?
0: And then he wasn't. He was a double agent. That made him more awesome. So him dying here was crazy. And then I was like, oh, Artemis, he's dying. Oh man, what's going to happen to Wally? Why does Wally get the crap again? Like he always does. Why do all the Aqualads have to get rip- die, you know? So I was mad, and then I'm like, oh, man, he's going to be mad at the Nightwing, and kind of like that, and how's this going to go, and I'm going to be mad. And, you know, oh, man, it was just too much emotions. <laughs> yes. I just, ah. Just, uh. yeah. just it, was, it was nuts. It was like, that was like a
1: comic book twist right there, but thrown on TV.
0: What did my crazy brain kind of like stop for a second and I went wait a minute doesn't Nightwing kind of need to show that he learned from his, from his mistake of keeping Aqualad and Artemis' roles, because double agents secret because with that whole thing with Miss Martian I thought the dying defeated the purpose of all that I don't know I mean I was scared still I,
1: I didn't even think about anything else <laughs>
0: Well, I had to pause. I mean, this was like 10 minutes after just staring at the TV like like that sound you made when I mentioned that reference about Green Lantern earlier in the episode, and you were just like, my brain exploded. I think that was like, that happened to me, but like 10 times louder while watching this episode. Oh my gosh. But then, like oh, this miracle... On, happened and it was like the light came down and went hallelujah as Deathstroke was Miss Martian
1: yeah what in disguise
0: and then yeah. I had to pause again because I was so dumbfounded by the oh. fact that everyone was okay
1: devil in disguise mm-hmm.
0: and then I heard this big loud cheering come from the other side of town where Michael lives <laughs> yeah and they're alive! Yes. Whoa! And where were you, Michael? Here at this point, what what was the reaction at at your home?
1: Well, I was at my house, and actually, I was kind of through the roof. So I was very high up in the sky. I almost got hit by a plane, but yeah,
0: you know, I I dodged it. I you was were like, oh, floating God. up there like those little yellow guys from Despicable Me,
1: Exact like the yeah. minions. Yes, exactly. The minions. Yes, I love those guys. Um, I was very, I, I, you know, I should, I knew I sh- should have seen it coming at the exact moment it came. I knew I should have, but I was so like happy that they were alive and that Miss Marsha was the double agent at this point that I would, I just didn't care if I didn't recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yes, yes. And then the guys came through the roof and then the fight started. I was like, oh my gosh, Yes.
0: And then uh, IGN oddly was complaining about how they thought it lagged at this point. Oh, there was too much explanation and action idea. and stuff. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm sorry. IGN, come Did on. Did you watch this like as an emotionally, an emotionalist person? Like when yeah. you briefly Aya while watching this episode? Have you seen <laughs> episodes before this? I, Just... I agree with them. I was surprised they said this. Just making sure. Did you guys watch this season and last? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I Why mean, it's keep... been on and off so many times because of Cartoon Network. Who knows? Who can keep track anymore?
0: But you thought this fake out was effective in throwing that emotional punch to kind of make us panic. Can they get extremely fired up because the Young Justice team headed into battle with the knowledge everyone is okay and the original team was reunited? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely, I was very, very happy about that.
0: It was kind of like one of those yes moments, and again, went with this theme of DC Nation for this week. Got the themes connected. Got the cavalry coming in to save the day.
1: I, I felt like I felt like Terrence Stamp and Yes Man at that moment, where yes. he where he really says it powerfully in that big auditorium, and he goes, "Yes," yeah. and then he walks up to Jim Carrey and starts slapping him, "Yes, yes, yes." yes. That's how I felt. I felt like Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp is just a powerful man. Yes, he <laughs> Whatever is. Whatever he says. He has been in so many different Kryptonians in his life. <laughs> he's been in so many different things. He's a very powerful. He's like the Liam Neeson of Terrence Stamp. Yes. I don't even... They're like, them, they're like each other. Yes.
0: He's been in Star Wars. Could you been- see them in a movie together?
1: Oh my! They should star in a movie together.
0: He plays his father. Yes. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. Yes. Who is like the younger version of Liam Neeson? Because then that could be Liam Neeson's son. Like that would be the best action movie of all time.
0: I can't think of anybody that would be his son.
1: His
0: I don't know. Oh, it's tricky.
1: Possibly no. Well, possibly Chris Hemsworth that's kind of awesome I could like I could see them doing yeah. that and then th- it's just like a big fighting ninja movie and yeah. they're a family of fighting ninja be- like men <laughs> that'd be like awesome Thor Qui-Gon and Zod yes <laughs> see or jor depending on how you look at it but yeah yeah tell you how like, to flip it how awesome would that be like I could totally see that on screen Anyway, so I, I just felt like Terrence Stampin' Yes Man slapping Jim Carrey in the face. That's saying, nice. That's, that's how I felt during this entire episode.
0: Well, Michael, I think you knew what my favorite part was, which was seeing the original team back in action with Kid Flash. Yeah. My man Wally in costume. Fighting. Eat that, dad to Dino. See, he's still out there fighting somewhere uh, to battle the Reach and Light. Because I loved his introduction he gave to Vandal Savage. Yes. Hey, Vandy, I'm still here. Yeah.
1: And that's a reference to Coldhearted. Yes, it was. Back in season one where they fought each other. And yeah, that was a great episode, too. I I, I caught that reference
0: immediately after he said it. I love that they brought that back up. Yes, because that's a
1: really good episode. That was one of the last ones before, um, or I guess one of the first ones once DC Nation started airing.
0: Right. But I wish there was that. A cool moment in this episode, where like Aqualand and Artemis like ripped off their bad guy uniforms, like <sighs> Power Rangers style, yes. to reveal their old costumes underneath. Okay, I know it's kind of lame and out of place, but I just think it would have been awesome at the time because we were just like high on excitement at this point. That I think we were willing to take anything that happened on the screen.
1: Yeah. I, I was okay I was okay with them fighting in these uniforms one last time because I think, to me, it was symbolic to the villains that yeah. their own betrayed them. I think if they took off their uniforms and put the other ones on, as cool as that would have been, I think that would have been more of, um, hey, they were faking it the whole time, where I think w- where they had the villain uniforms on, it was more impact, more meaningful, because they had to go undercover for a very long time. It wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment thing.
0: Well, and they kind of satisfied us with us getting to see Gakolad in his old costume at the end.
1: Yes. Which, quite honestly, I kind of hope he updates that costume. Because that seems so fucking
0: He's grown, you know? That's what I mean. He's yeah. bigger, yeah.
1: I would, I would think, like, Nightwing, like, Miss Martian, like, Superboy even... He would update his uniform a little bit because it seemed to me a little out of place. Like even Wally and Artemis's uniforms, as Kid Flash and Artemis, they look updated even though they're not really.
0: Well, or, Calders didn't. I mean, I think the plan was to see Wally as the Flash.
1: I think that may still be the plan after next week.
0: If we see Flash next week, I don't know.
1: Flash is still on
0: Earth. Yeah, because they they kind of. I mean, if that if that does happen, hey, they're kind of weak at building it up, but it's the end. I mean, it makes sense because it, at the wall.
1: it makes sense because of the episode where Bart first came in and they had that Flash team up episode, and it also makes sense because of what Wally tells Bart about Bart being the next Kid Flash,
0: which was a great moment. I love that moment as well in the episode.
1: I do too. That's why I really think, and I hate to say it, I think Flash may die in next episode to stop whatever they're doing. Stop whatever they're doing, and Wally puts on the uniform and is like, time for serious business. I'm not uh-huh.
0: a. That would and, make me cheer. And what if. Dad, what if he. Did, I might have tears if, of joy during that scene. Dad, what if he did something similar
1: to what Wally does as the Flash in Justice League Unlimited season one finale? Oh. Where he goes all the way around the world and search just taking them down.
0: That'd be nuts. How awesome would that be. I love that scene. Oh my gosh.
1: That's one of the best scenes in Justice League ever.
0: But this episode, Nightwing was pulling some awesome moves. Uh with yeah. The Kung Fu sticks and stuff. That was nice. I love that. Um And then it was nuts when Black Beetle sta stabbed Razal Ghoul through the chest.
1: I did not expect that.
0: That was like, whoa. Gotta be you knew he was gonna survive with the Lazarus Pit. but still it was nuts. And I will say Calder called him Raish Al Ghul. Yes. Just
1: saying. I rewatched it before we recorded. He called him Raish. I love that.
0: Yes. You go, Carrie Payton.
1: That's how you pronounce it. Yes. Raish. It sounds more menacing than Rob. Like, yes.
0: It does. But when <laughs> he first appeared in print, you don't know how to pronounce things in the comic books. I know. Like, but there, did I tell you that story about how there's a guy I knew that grew up in the 60s and they called Magneto Magneto? Yes. Because told, no one told how to pronounce it.
1: Yeah. That's, that's bad. It's well, pretty bad. It's the, I get it, but it's bad. Yes. It makes me sad.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things I also wanted to briefly mention about the big battle, because this is the only bad part about it, was my annoyance towards... The good boy being the one who saved Miss Martian from the fire monster. Yeah, because it should have been Superboy, especially after the buildup we had last week and what was going on in this confusion with Wendy. Um,
1: and... I absolutely agree. I think the reason they did that was to relay the tension between them. Yes, that when Miss Martian and Superboy do get together in the finale, hopefully, yes. <laughs> Um, that there will be nothing holding them back.
0: But who cares about Lagoon Boy's feelings? I, I think... It, <laughs> I agree. Story-wise, they thought they should do it. Yeah,
1: and I and I agree with yeah. that decision in the long run.
0: The other thing that kind of annoyed me was how easily Superboy was dispatched by Black Beetle. Like, that was the only real party in the fight, and that kind of annoyed me.
1: yeah. I you know Superboy has not been given a lot to do this season and I feel really bad for him. Yeah. He has fought much and he has not had much screen time outside of the drama stuff.
0: He needs to get a big moment of glory at the end of this.
1: Well, I mean he's the whole reason the Young Justice team started. If he can't have his moment of glory in the finale, yeah. Then what's the point, you know?
0: Well, and it was also it was a good seed, but it was also kind of not cool for Superboy was Wally kind of got together with Nightwing and Aqualad because I was like, this is the best day since the three of us got together. But there was a fourth person there, too, that was Superboy. Yep. So I kind of felt that was kind of not cool either.
1: Yeah, I felt really bad for Superboy there because I'm like, well, yes, the three of you did get together and do the mission, and I agree with that, but the mission was Superboy, right. and Superboy was integral and absolutely needed. And, to- and
0: I don't think that's the... I- those characters being idiots or mean to I shouldn't say idiots I've said like being mean to um Connor or showing him off to the side. I just think that was a miss on the writer's part. Yeah, I don't think it was
1: the, I don't well, and I don't even blame the writers only from the standpoint of it was them who decided to do the mission. Roy left them. Roy wasn't even there at this fight. So at, I just they, think it was more this they didn't notice. They they were the main the main sidekicks at the time. Right. I get that. I get that. But like you said, I wish Superboy would have been included because that would have been a lot better.
0: But it really, I mean, they made up for a lot of it with us giving us that showdown that's been building up really since the character's first appearance of Aqualad taking on his father, Black Manta in combat. This has been a long time coming.
1: I mean, we kind of saw it in episode nine in down. But this was nuts.
0: Well, as many of this podcaster as many listeners of this podcast know, we are terrified of Black Manta. Especially uh, like
1: New 52 and Justice versions.
0: That's our that's our running joke here. Well it's not really a joke, it's kind yeah. of a fact. But this time around, <laughs> but this time around he wasn't fighting with that thirst for revenge he has towards Aquaman. He was fighting as a father who loves his son that was hurt by his betrayal. Now that he's even lost his own flesh and blood to Aquaman, he may become more cynically dangerous than he's ever been before.
1: I agree. But I do get
0: Black Manta's
1: point. Yes. I do understand his betrayal. I do feel his loss.
0: And really, normally I get a big smile on my face with a big bad Black Manta gets brought down, especially in the most recent Aquaman story arc. Yes. That oh. was awesome.
1: Stabs the trident right through his helmet. Oh, so great. But this time... John... I...
0: Yes. <laughs> but really, this time around, I wasn't smiling because of Aquaman's, Aquaman's remorse towards not being able to have a father who is proud of him. And even though Young Justice is coming to an end, and I hope that his... I hope that this conflict for Keller continues to be developed and explored in the Aquaman's comics. Because it's really a new concept that has amazing potential for Jeff Johns' outstanding storytelling capabilities. And I was talking to Andy today, and he was saying, people he was talking to about the show and about a story idea of his own, um, people are really fascinated by the idea of the hero's parents being a supervillain. Yeah. They get really interested and excited about it. And I thought Greg Wiseman and his team did a great job here doing that. And I hope Jeff Johns continues it. Because I think it'd be a great addition to his book right now that is equally outstanding.
1: I agree. And we we saw Calder in the human guise of Jackson Hyde face his father, Black Manta, in the Brightest Day comic book before right. new 52 and we've been promised that Calder Aqualad will return in the new 52, but we haven't seen it yet. And I'm really hoping now that Throne of Atlantis is over and because of the conclusion, I won't spoil it for you, Dan, but because of the conclusion, I hope that we'll be able to see Aqualad once again. And re- I really hope he'll become a forerunner in the new 52 and possibly even join the Teen Titans and do something like that. Even lead them if it that's, comes to that. That's great. But I, I really just hope that we see him again because we won't be able to see him again after this. Same with Wally West.
0: Yeah, he's a great character and it's wasted potential not to bring him back. You know, we know Jeff Johns likes him as well.
1: Exactly. And the only main characters on the original team that are really part of the new 52 anymore are Nightwing and Superboy. Artemis was killed off in the Teen Titans book and. Wally hasn't appeared yet. Miss Martian hasn't appeared yet. She was in Smallville season eleven, as we'll talk about but, next.
0: But I think I think there's an outcry for her to show up in the new fifty two. I agree. Especially after this going off. I agree.
1: And I really think because the only two young justice books that are out anymore, according to D C are Teen Titans and uh Legion Lost, I believe it is. Yeah. Those are the only two teen hero books out there. I really want them to do a Young
0: Justice book. Don't Stephanie Brown, Miss Martian.
1: <laughs> no, because if you do a Young Justice book, you bring together Aqualad, Miss Martian, you possibly resurrect Artemis, you bring in Wally possibly, and even if you want uh, Nightwing to lead it. maybe I
0: you would keep Teen Titans going as well at the same time.
1: Yeah, just have okay. them be two different teams.
0: That could work. I think it could work. Because it would be overkill to add Superboy and Miss Martian to Bunker and um, Soltis and Flash well, Flash and all those people.
1: I don't even think Superboy is a part of the Teen Titans book anymore. I could be wrong, but he hasn't appeared in the last few issues. So but
0: that's I... because he had that whole Superman story arc and stuff.
1: That could be true, but I don't. I, I just don't know for sure. Maybe maybe he'll even leave the Teen Titans for the Young Justice right. team. I hope he does.
0: Well, I, well they, again, the Teen Titans left where they were to go to Gotham.
1: Yeah. For the well, most part. And now they left Gotham, and now they're living on a boat, according to the latest issue. And Raven's coming in anyway. So just replace Super yeah. with Raven and move Superboy over to um, Young Justice. Yeah, that would work. Or, like we said earlier, give Green Lantern the Animated Series and Young Justice Invasion continuation comics. Yeah, I agree. I really think that would work, and I really think people would buy it. I think there's a fan outcry for it. I really do.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a fan outcry for all these characters and and for the show to continue. Because I know Cartoon Network doesn't have plans, but I hope DC understands how much these characters mean to people and continue to work with them. And I really do hope... And that goes with um, Aya and Razor as well. Yeah. Green Lantern, yeah. Yeah,
1: and with the Green Lantern animated animated series as a whole, depending on where it ends. Right. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing that version of HAL and that version of Kilowog again. Exactly. A lot. I mean, they're very much like their comic book counterparts, but their dynamic because of Aya and Razor is different. And I like that.
0: Now, even though it's kind of right there morning an acolad just to kind of take things back a bit yes i was still able to smile when beast boy jokingly chewed nightwing out with the line no one no more faking anyone's death for at least a year yes and then captain adam finally getting the opportunity to not look like a complete moron because nightwing gave him evidence proving to the public reach his bad news getting yes to leave earth Great I think, moments.
1: I think Godfrey likes this news for more than one reason.
0: Yeah, I, I'm surprised he didn't show up on this episode. Like, being shown that there's no one in his audience. Or something like that, because he was full of crap.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you see him standing on his show, kind of tumble weed rolls in front of him.
1: That would be great. Yeah. But I'm glad people
0: actually listened this time. Yes, thank you. This time it well, you should just night Nightwing talk to the people anyway.
1: Well, they can't reveal the team though; they're they're covert, covert. Oh. And I like what Vandal Savage said about the team too. When before Clarion came and they teleported away, that we un- we have underestimated this team for way too long. And I yeah. think I think for the last five six years now, they have been. And I think if this show would continue, they would not anymore.
0: Yep, they underestimated the kitties.
1: But they won't make that mistake twice.
0: It's like an epic version of Johnny Quest. Yes. The bad guy's always underestimated young Johnny Quest. Yeah, that's what the DC villains did here on this show. Except there's multiple Johnny Quests here. Yes. There's a whole team of them. And again, I know we covered Aqualad's costume. I was glad to see him back in it. But again, I think we do need a slight change because he's older now. It makes sense because Miss Martian had a change, and Nightwing we had to change Superboy's costume. It still works for him.
1: It, it changed though. He got long sleeves and the gloves and yeah. the boots. So it, it, yeah, it works. Right, it works. Um, I, I was kind of glad, and that Nightwing gave Aqualad back the leadership of the team. I was glad because I love Aqualad so much, and I love the first season of the show so much. Yeah but i was also disappointed because i f- really felt that nightwing deserved it but that's nightwing what I felt. but nightwing's reasoning it almost makes me think that that's what dick would do in any continuity yeah it's his personality but i do think he deserves that right to be a leader so i think if he absolutely had to i think calder would absolutely let him call the shots Night- if if he had a good idea
0: nightwing knows what's to do what's best to encourage the people around him or the heroes he's working with. But a lot of the time he underestimates himself. Yes. he's really hard on himself. Yes, he does. And I, I think this was, again, that scenario. Something needs to happen to make him realize he needs to do it. Instead of um, just him coming at the decision himself.
1: And I hate to say it, but if next episode Flash does die... It could very well mean that other heroes, including Aqualad, die. And Nightwing has to take charge.
0: Yeah, I I doubt we'll see Aqualad die. I doubt we will, too. But he may witness some kind of death or have to do something to save someone he cares about to make that happen. Easily. I agree. But, again, at the same time, I think with all the trauma that Aqualad has been through with his father now, and then losing Tula earlier...
1: Maybe he should take a break.
0: Well, I was thinking he probably wants to maybe have a Batman-like relationship with the league to just kind of sort things out and kind of do things on his own for a while.
1: Yeah, but he can't. He doesn't really have anywhere to go. I mean, he had a home with Black Mana. He doesn't have a home now.
0: Yeah, I just feel like he feels. This, but he was disconnected now because he was undercover for so long. Yeah. Okay. What he went through. And I would say if there's a season three we would see him struggling with a lot of those issues.
1: Well, and that's the thing too. Well, I, personally, I think season three would have been another time jump and the members of the team would have probably been members of the league at that point. Yeah. But, but um, I think too, I really like that. Aqualad is very much like Batman. He thinks yes. like Batman, he acts like Batman, but at the same time he puts his teammates well-being above everything else. Whereas Batman puts the mission most of the time above everyone else. And I think that's changed in recent years. Don't get me wrong. But I I, I think that's why Dick knew that Aqualad should have been the leader. Because Dick, for the longest time, wanted to be Batman until right. fail safe. And then he realized what would happen in a world without Batman and what he would have to become and do. Yeah. And like that.
0: And that's why Aqualad needs to be there to do it.
1: And Aqualad can do it. He and can do
0: it. And that's why he went to him. The double agent thing, yeah. Could Also, maybe coming soon to a comic book store near you with Batman acting as Aquaman's conscious somewhat in the Justice League comic with the uh, Throne of Atlantis storyline. I'm wondering, just throwing it out there, that that is why Aquaman takes on Aqualad as a sidekick, or Calder as a sidekick, because of his ability to do that gonna be like batman did you finish throne of atlantis i did not finish throne of atlantis okay based on where i'm reading and where i'm at now that's what i'm thinking
1: i think you're probably spot on based off the ending okay you you really have to read the ending because i it's big and i really can't spoil it for you
0: but in terms of what's going on with him and batman at this point that's what i'm feeling and that and
1: that does continue with him and Batman, even in the right. last issue of Justice League. It does continue, and I think that will continue in Aquaman because I think Aquaman, or Arthur Orin, or whatever you want to call him, will do the same for Calder. Okay. Ultimately. I think, uh, although I do think that Calder will probably be a citizen of Atlantis at this point and be Calderon, who is the half-son of Black Mana, conveniently. Right. I, I think they'll reboot it. To make him like that instead of like he was before the new fifty two but I think the dynamic will be the same okay I'm hoping
0: well, in any of this discussion, just because young Justice got a big victory, got reunited their team doesn't mean the invasion over. the invasion is over because Vandal Savage hijacked warworld flying off into outer space while well, Black Beetle made plans to destroy Earth, so my prediction for the series finale is that Vandal Savage flew War World off into outer space with the intent of using the flying death machine to kill the original seven members of the Justice League. Be that the original Young Justice team will go to save their mentors as the new team members, along with the Runaways, will fight to keep Earth from being destroyed by the Black Beetle. So with that, Michael, I want to ask, what do you think of my predictions and what are your predictions? for the series finale of Young Justice.
1: I abs- I love that. I love your predictions. I, I'm really on board with that. I think some of the members of the league would have to go with the team to go to um, Ragnar okay. or whatever. And I think that, that is how Flash could die. But right. And obviously some will have to stay on Earth with the runaways and with the new members of the team and Arsenal. But I, I like your I like your prediction. I I still think Side will come at the end with Apocalypse. Yeah. But I still think that's where they were headed with Dasad and the Father and Mother boxes and Godfrey. I I really think that's where they were headed, and I think that's where it will end. Yeah. But I'm looking forward. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all plays out because if it plays out even where, even anywhere close to Lucid Acquaintance, the season one finale, if it's anything as good as that. I'll be happy.
0: I think their goal was to probably top that. I, I would agree with I you. I think this season, entire season has topped the first one. So I think the finale is going to top it as well.
1: I think I think in terms of story, you're right. I think it has topped the first season. But the first season, I still like better. If that makes sense. I think I, it's
0: because of the spacing.
1: I think it's because of the spacing, and it's because I like that team.
0: Well, that's true, too. I, I know you like a lot of those characters better. Yeah, the, and I like
1: characters like a lot. I love Tim Drake Robin. I love Blue Beetle. I love Impulse, but the old team, I mean, I was really against them when I heard the promotion for the show initially, and I saw that first episode, and I was just blown away. I mean, remember, I wrote
0: the review for the website. Well, those first five minutes was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I loved it so much. I wrote a review that, day, that night for the Across Areas website and posted it. Because I was like, "This show is awesome. Everyone needs to go see it. Don't second guess it."
0: Well, and we'll get into talking about that on the live show. Come yeah. when we have it, because I mean that kind of goes into our retrospective and how we started on this show, and we'll talk about our first experience watching Young Justice together, and how we thought it was the answer to leave to fill the void that Justice League left, Justice League Unlimited left behind in our hearts. Yeah. And now that void may open up again, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> Unless they do a Justice League series again at some point.
0: Or a Superman show or some other things. They are doing
1: Batman, and it's going to be darker, so I'm well, happy.
0: rumor has it they're going to do a Superman show
1: for Man would, of Steel. I would be happy with that, too.
0: Uh, it depends on Man of Steel. It's going to be success, success or not. A lot is writing on that film.
1: I Yeah, Justice League will never, ever happen if that film does not do well. I know. So hopefully So I, I hope so. the film at least does well box office wise, if it doesn't commercially. Yeah. Or, or critically, I guess I should say.
0: I think if it's a good movie and it makes up for the lack of action that was in Superman Returns, you'll have it made.
1: I'm counting on it.
0: All it needs is a big fight scene with Zod. Where they duke it out at suit with it looks all like Metropolis is gonna
1: get like decimated and leveled from the trailer, because you see buildings flying. Well, they start throwing buildings at each other. So I think I think just based off the trailer, it's already better than Superman Returns. Yeah. So I I have no fear about this movie, but I'm just excited to go see it. And Zach, obviously,
0: Zach Snyder could do some mean fight scenes. Yeah, we and all we'll, know
1: that. And we'll do a DC Nation episode on that movie once it comes out. For sure. DC Nation, you and I. I mean, obviously, ATA will do a movie episode at some point, but I think we need to have a whole DC Nation covering it.
0: And we also probably will do a commentary on it. Yes, we will do a commentary on it once it's on DC. Yes. Yes. We still need to do Avengers, actually. And Dark Knight Rises. Yeah.
1: Should should we even do those or what? I think we got to finish it. I like Dark Knight Rises we can do as DC Nation, but how do we do Avengers?
0: Uh we'll do we'll do it as a shield preview episode.
1: Good idea. Yep. Good idea. You are a genius. This is
0: why you're the you're the brains behind ATA. Yes. For the brain exploder behind ATA. Yes, no kidding. Well anyway, we're kinda of running low on of time here. So we're gonna yes. cover Smallville briefly. Um, We'll probably get into it more when we talk to Brian soon. We got to get through the live show first. I don't
1: know know how soon that'll be because we still have to talk to him on Longbow Hunters.
0: That's true, too. So we will see what's going on with that. So
1: it may be after Argo. Okay. When we talk to Brian on this show.
0: Well, anyway, we're going to move on to talking about the Smallville Season 11 issue. (laughs) Effigy Chapter 4. Which is, again, this is the surefire bad uh, thing that's out there right now. It's always successful. And I think uh, Brian gave a nice little lot, nod to the Young Justice fans here. So let's talk about Effigy, Chapter 4.
1: As Effigy concludes, John Jones has found a small but vital bit of his past now living on Earth. Has he found a chance to avert the destruction plaguing Gotham?
0: And this short, I mean, this comic, folks. Had so nothing to not do with sure.
1: so I don't even know why that's in the description.
0: I Whatever. That's what comicology had. That's what I pasted in the script. <laughs> anyhow. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> the big surprise here was this issue kind of, I mean, this issue made us go, Hello, Megan. Yes. It was revealed that Martian Manhunter's niece. Well, I don't know. if She becomes into the comic. Do they say that?
1: Yeah, he he calls her his niece when they're in their human form at the apartment.
0: All right. Well, anyway, basically, she shows up, and she. Uh, and basically, it's it's Megan Miss Martian, is, the He's white the Martian people. they've been chasing around. Yeah that Claude uh, Barbara. Barbara yeah and kill people I think she was kind of just jealous because she's like oh no there's another redhead here this is gonna be an issue uh,
1: I hope they address that at some point but um yeah. you know it to me Dan, you're gonna you're gonna get exactly what I'm saying here this felt like a spider-man 3 ending to me why because she killed people they were bad guys She killed homeless people.
0: But weren't they bad guys? Weren't they like
1: serial killers and stuff? Would Superman kill people? Would Batman kill people?
0: Hasn't Martian Manhunter killed people? In war. Well. (laughs) This isn't war. (laughs) What's he going to do? I don't know. I mean, she's a scared girl.
1: I mean, I I get what he did at the end, and I'm fine with that, but... She killed people. So I she should at least be grounded. <laughs> I know how ridiculous that sounds, but, I mean, really. What happened to watching a TV show to give her morals? No kidding. Apparently King Faraday never turned on the TV for her. Yeah, he just doesn't get sitcoms down there. I guess not. Hello, kid. Well, although, I guess if he were to turn on That's gotta TV. That's got to be a closing song, by the way. If he were to turn on a, t- on a TV and get a signal, wouldn't you think that um, he'd be able to call for help then?
0: It was Smallville traffic cabs. That's what the TV was. There you go. Or, so, so I taught her how to be a creepy stalker, going to kill people.
1: Well, she's a creepy Martian that wants to kill people, so there you go.
0: Well, I don't, I don't understand why Megan couldn't get Faraday out of there.
1: Maybe Megan, because isn't it? Isn't it that now, should we call
0: her or... Megan here? Yes. Okay, you did give her the name. Okay. Yeah. I I had to I wanted to refresh my memory on this comic, folks, but I couldn't because Comicology put this huge sale up, where they're offering up Marvel comics for free. So their website is kind of moving very slow right now.
1: So I mean, ultimately. Megan has most of the green Martian powers, but aren't her powers different because she's a white Martian? I think she's not more... by much. Isn't she more telekinetic based
0: than phasing based and all that? Maybe, because... but I've seen, I mean, everything I've seen Megan do, you have know, Justice in the comics, is the same as what John could do.
1: But remember,
0: but she and... seems more, I guess she's more powerful.
1: But remember in Young Justice, when Megan shapeshifts, she can barely do uh, the opposite sex, whereas Marsha Manhunter can do it easily. Remember, there's some – she has to learn that she can't completely do well on her own. Right. So it could be the same case here where she didn't know how to face.
0: Right. And, and And I think the comic could explore that. I mean, Smallville is always about having the characters develop or build into their powers. So well, that makes sense.
1: And I was talking about to someone on Twitter about Brian should probably do like his own version of the Teen Titans or the Young Justice team with Superboy, uh, Nightwing, Miss Martian, uh, possibly like Mia, Speedy, people like yeah. that from the Smallville universe. And then just bring them together because, I mean, even even if like Cyborg, who's a member of the Justice League, oversaw that team with Batman –
0: It'd be fun if they set up a Young Justice, but they need to establish themselves in the Justice League first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like Stargirl. Yep. And that, I think, would work for the show, and I think that would be really cool to do.
0: Well, you've got the pieces there. Part of that. And also, you have an opportunity for a Superboy, Miss Martian story. Exactly. That could be a cool side plot.
1: Now, I was a little put off at the end of the comic where Martian Manhunter and Miss Martian are flying away, and Miss Martian is in her white. Like, she has Martian Manhunter's costume, basically, except she's a female, and instead of the green head, she has the white head, and there's no hair. And it's just this bald, green, alien head, and it's, like, her white, green, alien head, and it's really creepy.
0: That is kind of weird. And I don't she has, know why she would keep the girl form.
1: And she has, like, pink lips. I'm like, what is going on? That's odd. So,
0: I hope Maybe when, she gets another form when Connor shows up. I hope make so. Him look but, good. but I don't think so.
1: She Probably not. She hasn't <laughs> watched
0: sitcoms yet. Well, that's true. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where that goes. I think it would be a fun little issue if she came to Smallville and Brian wrote a spotlight where Connor's attending Smallville High and Is went she, back to some of these things that the show was founded on. Because I think that would be fun. Yes, that'd be awesome. And you could have those uh two people from the Torch. Yes, there and stuff. It'd be, it could be really fun. That could be a really... side story. We can just say the people at the Torch
1: were freshmen, so that they could be softwares Yep, I love it. That would be great. And then Megan shows up. That would that would be like the best Smallville side story ever.
0: Come on, Brian. It goes back to the show's roots. It really does. Which I think everyone would get a kick out of it.
1: Everyone would. I mean, if people loved Effigy as much as they did, and it was a full base superhero story that got into the Smallville's roots a little bit, I think one that digs fully into those roots will be great. I agree. Because I, I know the next parallel story is Valkyrie, and I think that's that all female episode he was talking about, like the Fight Club episode of Justice League Unlimited.
0: Yeah, that's something that was rattled around for a long time. Cause of yeah. An episode. So yeah.
1: Because he was telling us about that in his first interview with us, and. It sounds like that's going to be what it is. And the next regular story is Argo and Clark and Booster Gold are going to go to the Legion in the future and Supergirl is going to come back and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. So I think that that's would exciting. be a good change of, change of pace if that was the next parallel.
0: Well, it's good that this is going. At least we have something to still get excited about with Young Justice and uh, you know, Green Lantern wrapping up that we still got this. To do and Megan showing up in this is cool because it gives us an opportunity to at least know the character may continue somewhere. So mm-hmm. Thank you, Brian.
1: I just wish Marsha Manhunter had a cape in this universe. Yes, that's it's just throwing me
0: off. I don't like it. But also, you... also just just to think here, because isn't it kind of odd that his niece is a different ethnicity?
1: You know, I was thinking that, but I remember reading a story a while ago of this um, Caucasian couple who had twins, and one was um, black and one was white. That's odd. And they looked alike, except their skin color.
0: Whoa, that's messed
1: up. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting when I was reading it, and it it was actually quite cool. So, I mean, if things like that can happen, I think this would be believable. All right, we'll go with it.
0: Plus, you know, if or she's just adopted, you know, yeah, she could be adopted. adopted niece, yeah, yeah, there you go. Or he was he was adopted into a family. That connection or, can be made, too.
1: Yes. Or he was. adopted. I mean, either either or it would work.
0: Yeah. OK, that's cool. All right.
1: But if you guys want to read longer thoughts on this, check out my review of this chapter on the Superman homepage, because yes. they do a great job of everything Superman related, including allowing me to review each Smallville season 11 parallel story. So that's that's been really fun so far, and, and your
0: I, reviews have got have gotten a seal of approval from Andy.
1: Oh, good. He enjoys them. Good. I enjoy writing them. It's it's fun, and it's you know <laughs> good for my um resume.
0: And comment on them too.
1: Yes, so please comment on them. them. I got I got three comments last time, and I was really excited. So keep commenting because I like talking to you guys about about what I'm talking about. So it's uh, fun.
0: All right, now we're going to move on to the closing now. We are running dangerously low on time here. Um, But with that, Michael, do you want to share with everybody what our next episode is going to be and how we're going to do it? It's going to be quite different. Absolutely, Dan. On our next
1: episode of the DC Nation podcast, it will be the DC Nation live show. And we will be live Saturday, March 16th at 1 p.m. Central Time. So 2 p.m. everywhere else where we will be reviewing the Green Lantern the Animated Series finale, Dark Matter, along with the Young Justice Invasion series finale, Endgame. And we will be retrospecting on both series as a whole, including our first experiences with DC Nation, with Green Lantern, and way back in 2010 with Young Justice. We will also be releasing a separate mini-episode, or maybe combining it with the live show episode on Smallville Season 11, Haunted Chapter 10. So don't worry, Smallville fans, that will still be included in the next week. However, visit com slash the DC Nation live show announcement for more information or just com slash DC Nation podcast.
0: And this information might be getting to you guys just a little bit too late. But just real quickly, I want to mention, we would love it for you guys to show your love For the creators of Young Justice, Green Lantern. The Green Lantern creators have also been a big part of this show and making this show exciting for you. Along with this little creator. We would love it if you could leave us a voicemail explaining why you love these shows, maybe giving us a little bit of insight, kind of your experience of watching the shows. And then just give a thank you for the creators of this show doing a great job. Because they love to hear from you, they'd appreciate it, they've been really supportive of the fans. Cause they'd love to hear from you. They'd love to hear that their work has been wor- worthwhile because Cartoon Network gave them a crappy deal, and I think us giving them this feedback would be a great thing, and hopefully something that they can show to Cartoon Network or other networks they're pitching to say to say, the fans like our work, they like our contents, and you can sell our products just based on our names alone. So please, yeah. guys, if you enjoy any of these shows, support the writers. Just let them know how much it means them. So Because I know it seems like a minor stupid thing or that they're too high to care about you. But really, it does mean a lot to them, personally. So do that. Make that happen.
1: Oh, and Dan, personally, you and I will pretty much support anything Bruce, Tim, or Greg Wiseman do. Yeah. And people like Brandon Vietti, Jeremy Adams, Giancarlo Volpe, I mean, we'll support anything they do as well. Because they've been so kind to not only us, but the fans in general. And they've been so supportive of their shows
0: and of the fans. Can any of you people that are listening to this show that are involved in the entertainment business, please really consider hiring the people that have talked with us on our show and interviews because they are really great. We've enjoyed all of them from Brian to Giancarlo to Jeremy Adams last week. They've just been outstanding, fun people to talk to. And I can't say enough good things about them.
1: But don't hire Mark Guggenheim because he's busy on Arrow and we want to keep him there.
0: Right, exactly. But uh, <laughs> thank you. I mean, just really, I mean, it means a lot to me what they did and what Jeremy did for us last week. It was just a lot of fun and it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to someone who's just like us working in the business. Got yeah. with that until our next DC Nation episode. Well, it's going to be till tomorrow. So, um, you don't really need these to hold you over. But after the live show's over... Okay, you can check out ATA Retro Reviews, which covers TV shows that were canceled or went out on their own terms. And soon we'll be covering movies Hopefully. on a date that's to be announced by Michael and worked out by Wu. Yeah. Also, if you'd like, you can listen to the podcast that started it all here, Across the Airwaves. Because on that podcast, we cover almost all the popular live-action dramas and sitcoms that are airing on television right now. So, if it's big and people are talking about it, we're covering it. Most (laughs) likely. And also, we have Michael's Pride and Joy. And that is ATA Longbow Hunters, the Arrow podcast, hosted by Michael and Wu, that covers episodes of the hit CW series Arrow in greater detail.
1: Oh, yeah, we do. And And our last episode was very long.
0: But it needed to be because it was a huge episode. There's lots of speculation. It was. And also, it'll hold you over, because right now the show is on. hiatus to March 20th. Which
1: is a really inconvenient time for me, because the two episodes that we have to do next, I have to do at really odd and uncomfortable times. But, oh well.
0: It's for you guys. Coming to you live from Mexico. Walters. Well, the first week it will be, yes. So, that'll be going on, again, the episode of log launchers will be airing a little bit later than the 20th because that's the day Arrow comes back. Yeah. But we'll keep you updated on that and you're probably for sure going to see updates when new episodes are released on our website, which you can visit at www.acrosstheairwaves.com and by visiting our website, you can also contact us through email. Get our emails across airwaves at gmail.com. No, across the
1: airwaves at gmail.com.
0: Yes, across the airways, of gmail.com. Thank you, Michael. It's across the airwaves of gmail.com, just in case you didn't get it right yet. Also, on our website, you could click the Like button to access our podcast through Facebook. There you can stay updated on our podcast episode releases, as well as the movie and TV news that Nico finds out for our Across the Airwaves show during the week. Okay, for that same information, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is Across the Airwaves. There's no the on there. It's just Across the Airwaves. Okay, also, if you'd like, you can join our circle on Google+. Also, if you want, you can leave us a voicemail discussing any of the comic books or TV shows that we discuss on this podcast. But um, when you leave us a voicemail, please specify. It's for the DC Nation podcast, so we'll play it on the air for our show. Could, what number can you call to do that, Michael? 1773-809-3363. That is 1773-809-3363. You can also check out our YouTube channel, which now I think is will soon kind of be released a video advertising our DC Nation live show. Is that correct, Michael?
1: Yes, I'll hopefully be getting that up either uh, tomorrow
0: or Thursday. So check that out. Um, we'll get that out there, and also on our YouTube channel. It'll be
1: at, let, let's put it this way: it'll be out by the time this episode is out.
0: Nice, and also on our YouTube channel, you can check out all of the DC Nation shorts that we review here on this podcast, as well as all sorts of previews for upcoming movies, including Superman. I mean, including just Man of Steel. Not Superman, just Man of Steel.
1: Just Man of Steel.
0: Yes. Got uh, GI Joe Retaliation. Star Trek Into Darkness. Iron Man 3. The Lone Ranger, and a whole lot more. Also, is there a trailer out for the Wolverine yet? Not yet. When that's released, we'll be adding that as well. Just hopefully someone who will remind me. <laughs> also, you could download our Podcast Box app. If you don't want to go back through this podcast, to tell to all the ways you could contact us. Because through that app, you could contact our podcast, could listen to our podcast, got your iPad or iPhone. And if you're on an Android device, you can download our Android app from the Amazon Marketplace by clicking the link to the right hand side of our website. So, once again, for our ATA core members, Nico Reifstech, Gandhi Babacht, Ken Wu Kim, I'm Dan Schmidt And I'm Michael J. Petty And until our next fantastic episode We will catch you on the airwaves See you guys Have a great week And I really hope you enjoy the finales Of Young Justice And Green Lantern There's some great people To put a lot of effort into these shows And I really hope they end on a great note pod. See you guys A little bit distractible, but never too intractable She's really quite attractable, okay, a lot distractible Eventually she'll get a clue Hello, Megan! The girl for me, the
1: girl for you Hello, Megan Hello, Megan The girl for me, the girl for
0: you (laughs) Maybe it's a coincidence